Second Hammers corner, Downing with the outswinger. Oh, Colton Cole with a bullet header. And again, and this time he scores. Two goals in the space of three minutes. And the Hammers have completely turned this around. Downing for West Ham. Lovely ball in towards Cole and hooked in. It's that man again, Kevin Nolan. 3 1 to West Ham United. Yeah, it's been a fantastic month for us. I think the, the last, um, particularly the four wins on the trot from, from where we were, is an, an outstanding performance by the players, of course. It seems that the stars are not with us when, um, whenever uh, Mr. Kattenberg referees for us. Like I said, goals are beginning to spread around the team and come from all over the place now, which is very, very good. And, and uh, if we keep our defensive uh, resilience up, then uh, everybody's going to find it difficult to beat us. Welcome to episode 22 of the Knees at Mother Brown West Ham podcast. Four wins in a row. Just stop now what you're doing and just take that in. Four wins in a row. This is probably the, the happiest episode. Back to back to back. Back to, to back. back to back to back wins. This is the happiest episode I think we've ever been in a position to do, in a way. And um, we've got two excellent studio guests in the studio with us to talk through uh, these delirious times we're living in at the moment. Firstly, graduate of Sunderland University, James Longman. Rated 90 seconds best university in the country. <laughs> Out of a hundred. In fact, I looked up again recently and it's now like there's more universities and it's dropped. <laughs> like 108 or something. It was good though. Big shout out to Sunderland University. Uh, also joining us, we have got, uh, well, I presume you must be a graduate. I mean, you're, you're quite a scholarly chap, the amount of the things you uh, write. Not, not a university graduate, no. Wow. No, I, I, did a, I did an NCTJ journalist uh, uh, degree. But that, that's, all not, you, that's yeah. all you need because you Absolutely. are. You are editor of Computer and Video Games magazine. Welcome to the show, Andy Robinson. Hello. How are you? Uh, well, I'm, I'm still a bit in shock after Saturday. <laughs> it's just one of those things, isn't it? That uh, you just you just can't make it up with West Ham. I never would have bet a single penny that we would have won even two games out of those four, let alone yeah. four. I know. Plus the draw with Chelsea. I know. Not in a million years did what I expect month? that. Thirteen out of a possible fifteen points. Craziness. Um, so here's what we're going to talk about on today's show. We're going to talk about um, the home win over Southampton that made it four in a row. Uh, we'll talk about Big Sam, his surely manager of the month. I know that they haven't announced it yet, have they? No. But I mean, when they do, and they, when they do, I presume they'll announce player of the month, and Kevin, Kevin Nolan's a big shout. We're going to have Graham Howlett on the show to discuss that. We'll do relegation talk, as we always do. That's uh, Bobby Moore, 21 years on uh, from his death, uh, cover some other West Ham news and predictions. However, your headliner on today's show, Bish Bosh, Ian Bishop. Bish Bosh. Bish Bosh. I'm trying to think He's of in. some Ian Bishop songs. I can't remember what, what we used to sing. No, I can't. Is it just Bish? Just Ian. <laughs> He's coming in live from Florida. Live from the United States of America. Um, 
So, speaking of the United States of America, they're featured heavily within the feedback section. We're about to start right now. Uh, Claw Hammer. I thought West Ham Matt came across as more human than I imagined. Talked total <laughs> bollocks, but in a fuzzy, more human way. Uh, Andy, you, I think you said you were on a bullet train. Yeah, Japan, I, was, I, was in, uh, I was in Tokyo working last week. I was listening to it on the bullet train, yeah. Wow. He, he sounded like a culture chap, didn't he? <laughs> Most of the feedback is about West Ham, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we yeah we go on. Uh, lonely night. West Ham winning four in a row. West Ham, Matt, being positive. Nolan scoring regularly. We're in dreamland. Uh, the Gibbon said, I see both Chris and James as an Anton Deck type partnership. They will grow old together as friends, and I will never know which one's which. <laughs> Do you want to make a joke about which one's which there? Chris's face is always close <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> He's that's practically your, in the lens. That's the reference point. <laughs> um, Happy Hammer 52. Irvin Welsh supports Hibs. Not Hearts, though. Not a bloody chance of getting him on now. Sorry, Irvin. But come on anyway. Come on anyway, Irvin Welsh. Come on. We need Irvin Welsh on this podcast. Yeah, tweet him. It worked with Dixie. It did. But I don't know. I don't, that's not a card I want to overuse, Irvin Welsh. It's, it's going it's to border on abuse soon, <laughs> no, isn't it? No, don't troll him. Just start bullying <laughs> like next time legends. Yeah. We don't want to get a reputation. Um, Jamie, so this is through our, uh, our hot email address, which is uh, two weeks old, going from strength to strength. <laughs> How many emails <laughs> so, did we have? We had, we had quite a few. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we had uh, something like uh, 15 emails. Really? Yeah, I've just picked the best. I've just picked right. the, this is the cream, what I consider I'm, the cream. I'm surprised. If you've made the cream, you know, pat yourself how, on the how back. How many of them are from me asking for the show? <laughs> just, just the 14. <laughs> um, Jamie Moore, Thompson Holiday Advisor. Just wondering if you could give us a shout out next week. Listen to every show working overseas as a holiday rep in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. I often try and hide my guests. To li- I try and hide from my guests to listen to the podcast. Keep up the good work. It's nice, Playa del Carmen. I've been there. Is it on? Is yeah, it's it on, lovely. Is it on the honeymoon shortlist this year? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> you could no, go. Not. You but could. It's nice. You could go visit Jamie Moore. He might look after you. <laughs> give him a private. Give him a private show. It is. It's a lovely place. Uh, what, what a gig. <laughs> Kyle Land. Hello, Chris and James. Just hoping you guys will give a shout out to a Hammers fan from San Francisco, California, USA. Ooh. But I was wondering if we were to get relegated, which I doubt. Would the would you keep the podcast going? <laughs> <laughs> we're fair, like we're fair weather podcasters. I you'd, have more, you'd have more matches to yeah. talk about. I I personally am, would not. I'm a Premiership podcast. <laughs> I'm not. Mate, I'm you're not a you're conference. Do you remember when Alan Smith when Leeds went down? Alan Smith went. Obviously, I love the club, but I, I'm not a Championship player. <laughs> That's how I it's kind of my attitude to this. Uh, no, we definitely would. <laughs> Uh, be better well, because be there'd be more to moan about. <laughs> there'd be even more to moan about. Um, another American listener, Scott Turner. I'm a long-time West Ham fan living in Maryland, eastern US. I'm writing to you guys while enjoying the fantastic Southampton game. At the time of this email, it's the 88th minute. Come on, you irons. Uh, finished 3-1. Just in case you didn't catch the last. In case he turned off. <laughs> yeah, if you had enough. Paul Harris, not as exotic, but heard not heard Kings Lynn have a mention yet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the sort of thing. I mean, the feedback section, sometimes, you know. I wanted to give the Kings Lynn some uh, <laughs> We need some to give some Kings Lynn some love, which we've done. Um, so I worked with a guy called Ed Taylor, and when I told him we had the editor of Computer and Video Games magazine on, he, he, asked, he asked me whether I could ask you a couple of questions. Did go. you ever call up Patrick Moore when he was on Games Master? If so, what game was troubling you? I didn't ever. That's, this wow. is going to be a really boring er- anecdote. No. <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> well, there was two parts to this question. The second part Thank is... For that. Uh, also, how clever are you at computer games? Were you able to find the rusty trombone on Zelda? Whoa, which Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a broad question. I'm um, not sort of rusty I'm, I'm, tr- not, I'm not particularly good at games, no. Um, 
I mean, you, well, you look at some of the football pundits, they don't have to be good at football. That's they? true. Well, that's um, true. You know, I'll just talk about them generally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Graham, the editor of uh, Needs Up Mother Round, says, As much as I'm loath to give Chris any more age related ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I read that mag when it was a mag maybe it still mm. is no it's not start. anymore it hasn't been for uh, maybe 13-ish years now wow it's uh, it's genuinely older than me so he's it's the <laughs> oldest games so, publication in the world so wow. Graham read it in 81-82 yeah there you go and he said uh, hashtag ZX 81 is the future <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was born in 86 so <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right you have to give Graham some, some age related ammunition well, yeah. well he's joining us a bit later, later on well I'm <laughs> sure we can, we can find something I think last week he was moaning about he was just moaning about the lack of kids over Upton Park now yeah. and how it was much better in the olden days so I'm yeah. sure we'll have, we'll have something he'll be wiring us later on <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to his telegram next week for the feedback section. Um, get on to podcast at kmb.com if you want to send us an email. Right. So next up, next up we have a man loved for his swashbuckling midfield performances between the years of 1989 and 1998. 284 games and 16 goals. A much-loved cult icon. Welcome to the show to your first appearance. It's Bish Bosch, Ian Bishop. How you doing, fellas? Very well. All, all, all the, the better having you on. Yeah, absolutely. How exciting. Oh, my God. Ian Bishop was on the show. This is amazing <laughs> for us. Well, you don't understand how excited we are. Um, we understand you're in Florida now, Ian. Yeah, I've been here for nine years now, mate. Um, coaching kids, mainly. Um, enjoying myself, enjoying life. Trying to uh, navigate through this immigration system to sort out my green card. But <laughs> uh, we're on the brink of, on the brink of getting everything finalised now. Oh, fantastic! I mean, you must be missing the uh, the, the UK weather. Like it's, we're in winter at the moment. You're not missing it much. Well, I was back for Christmas and New Year, so um, I got a little taste of it and the rain and stuff. But you know, I always like to get back for a couple of weeks every now and again. Mm. You know, I'm, I, I do miss the place, but I think the two weeks there makes me realise why I moved here. Uh, <laughs> did, did you? Because you you finished your career out there, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Well. If you, if you don't want to count Rochdale, no. <laughs> we don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, great people there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock it. Um, you know, the, the club folded here after I'd been here a season. I was about to sign two more years, and I felt I could have played for another five years after that. At the mm. pace of the game here, um, I was all set to continue my life and settle down. And and they just the MLS pulled the plug on the club, and uh, I ended up in no man's land again. So. Mm. I think it sort of prematurely retired me because when it came back I had about eight games for Rochdale and um, it didn't really go down as I felt it would you know great people there Paul Simpson lovely fella good manager mm. played about eight games and realised that it wasn't wasn't really you know being detrimental to the to the league or the standard it wasn't what I'd been used to and mm. uh, I wasn't enjoying my football to be honest with you so right. I sort of hung them up for a while Mm-hmm. Um, I played a couple of games non-league for a friend of mine, uh, Ronnie Evans, who was physio at Man City. And then I uh, came and played in New Orleans when I was 39. I played for four months in a league here with like 24, 25-year-olds. Right. And mm-hmm. still enjoyed myself, you know. Good times. Uh, I mean, did, did you, did you, were you still able to keep up with the pace of the game at the 30, 38, 39? <laughs> Still able. I was never able to keep up with the pace in the first place. I played, I played on my pace. <laughs> we were we spoke to Billy Bonds on here a few weeks ago actually, and he was saying that what was it? When did he finish? Forty one. Forty, yeah, forty one. Yeah, he was still running yeah. around at forty one. Well, even when he was about forty four, he was still outrunning me on the field. So, <laughs> no, 
that was the secret of me lasting so long. I brought everybody down to my place. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's rewind. Let's rewind your career now and go back to kind of 1989 signing for West Ham. It was um, it was Lou Macari who brought who brought you to your club. What, I mean, how easy a decision was it to go to code to West Ham? Well, there was there was two big factors for me. Uh, one, Howard Kendall didn't want me, hmm. uh, and the other one, West Ham was a no-brainer for me uh, as far as football. You know, I've been I've been brought up with some great managers as well. Bob Stoke signed me for Carlisle. Pop Robson took over, um, and they allowed me to play football. That's what I was brought up on at Everton as a kid, and I'm I'm always eternally grateful to Colin Harvey and Graham Smith because I think your foundation is the most important thing. I think that's why you know West Ham have had all that success with the players who've come through. The foundations are everything. Um, and then, I mean, Lou was a little bit different. I never felt I was Lou's type of player, but mm. um, I sat down and spoke with Lou. And I really got on with Lou. Although he was probably everything I wasn't, you know, didn't like a beer. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't just mean that, but, you know, I mean, his style of football, by, by signing us, it, it meant that he wanted us to play the West Ham way. I know he had, he had his problems with, with uh, all the garbage that was going on with Swindon at the time and mm. a lot of pressure. But I like Lou, uh, and I'm eternally grateful that he brought me to West Ham because I wouldn't have had them nine years, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting you say you like Lou because I think we've, everyone else who's spoken to around that time seemed to dislike him. I think Alan Devonshire in particular didn't didn't like him. Was, I mean, was, would you well, think? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with Dev as well, but but I'm a big believer as you take people as you find them. You know, mm. it's uh, I live my life that way. It, uh, you know, it don't hit me, I don't hit you back. It's as simple as that. I think I was like that on the field. Um, you know, I, I didn't really kick out or lash out at anybody until they, they got me first. Mm. You know, I'd always wanted to beat be people with me football. And if for some reason they wanted to have a go, then I could have a go back, you know. Um, it, uh, Dev or whoever it was at the time, I know Jules wasn't particularly happy with him. Uh, on account that he used to boot him up in the air in training all the time. <laughs> that was a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> You just have to make sure you kept out the way when they came together. <laughs> um, but well, after well, after Lou McCarry left, we had Billy Bonds come in. And what, what were you, what were your memories of that to that early period of uh, Billy Bonds as manager of West Ham? Um, well, I'm going to say it now. Uh, I love Billy to death. You know, I mean, mm. we, we had a, we had a little spell where he left me out the team, and I think that was more Harry's influence than Billy's. Um, you know, me and Harry weren't seeing eye to eye. He thought it was a little bit overweight. Uh, Maybe he wasn't living my life properly. And I'll be honest with you, he, he had a point to an extent, not to the extent that he said in his book that I was 32 pounds overweight. <laughs> um, that's, that's beyond any realm of, uh, of belief, to be honest with you. But um, he had a point at the time. Uh, Billy was just too honest to be a manager, in my opinion. Mm. Um, the nicest person you'll ever come across. Heart and soul, bled, flat up and blue. Um, and, and you know, he still would say the same thing and feel the same way. And I've just seen something now that Alvin's taken him and Julian around doing this captain's thing. And I've, yeah. I've jokingly on Twitter asked Julian if I fit <laughs> because he lent me the captaincy for the season, you know. Can I come with them? <laughs> um, so, I mean, you mentioned Julian Dix then. What, 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 was, what was he like as a teammate? We've heard a few stories. He made it. He was my roommate. Oh, really? Does that yeah. mean you got it worse or it better than anyone? <laughs> no, I got it better. Well, we, we first encountered with him, when I, not long after the sign, 
was to find out how tough he was, to be honest with you, because we were in a nightclub uh, just by chance. We were in a nightclub, and uh, we were joking as we come outside, and he, he sort of gave me a shove in the back, and I fall over and ripped me near on Marley pants. <laughs> and I stood up, and I said to him, I squared up with him, and I said, you're going to pay for that? He said, no, I'm not. He said, you're gonna, I said, you're going to pay for them. He said, no, I'm not. So I gave him a shove, and he didn't move. I went, OK, I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> what is gold, mate? Whatever people think, you know, his persona on the field, he's, he's, he's a pussy cat off it, mate. Really? Two lovely girls. Mm. Um, you know, we, we'd help you with anything. Just, just one of them genuine top blokes, you know? Mm. I still keep in touch now. Yeah. Um, we had a what's that sorry he hasn't paid for your pants <laughs> we'll ask him about that next time he's installments and he still won't care <laughs> we had we had a, a guest on the show a few weeks ago a fan called Romford and he was a a, a bouncer around the kind of like the, the city in the like the early 90s late 80s he said that Frank McAvenny had a reputation for partying but that you completely outstripped him <laughs> Don't say, don't say I'll strip them through the morning room. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any I truth to that? I spoke to Frank two days ago. <laughs> uh, we're trying to get together and, and organise some business. Hmm. It's not to do with nightclubs or stuff and all that. Don't get lost in that. <laughs> um, well, you know, Frank, Frank had the reputation. I, I was sort of flying under the radar a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I could, I'll be honest with you, I could, I could party with the best of them, but, <laughs> um, as you know, nothing ever comes out in the papers, <laughs> so I didn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, um, so I must admit, I must admit, I did hate the introduction of camera phones. Oh, really? I sort of quieted everything down. So, that would have been towards the end, like, when was that, like, late 90s, early kind of 2000s? All the 90s. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a good we had a good group of players. We had a good group, and and they kept replenishing. You know, mm. I mean, at the beginning there's Frank, Trev, Dixie. You know, Timmy Blaker was a quiet one. Mm. Uh, Kenny Brown. I spoke to Kenny again the other day. Big, just a great bunch of lads. Then Big Downer came along, and Johnny Arson and Kit. And mm. We used to have a little lunch squad, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anytime we were getting dressed after training, if somebody said fancy a spot for lunch. Everybody's ears pricked up. We <laughs> have a couple of scoops. <laughs> so who was who was the main kind of the party crew? Did you consider yourself in in that party crew? Oh, big time, yeah, <laughs> big time. But, but everyone was the same, you know. I mean, mm. I, I remember me introduction to Big Lou because we signed at the same time, uh. and uh, it was just me and him in the hotel, and he couldn't speak a word of English, and we've only just introduced ourselves, sort of thing. So I thought. We can't speak. We might as well have a beer together, you know. <laughs> so uh, we sat down and we we were sitting there, and obviously there's no conversation. So I thought, all right, let's have a game of spoof. You know what spoof is? No, you know the, the game with the, oh, with the three coins. Oh, coins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have that, you have three coins each, and you put however many coins in your hand, you guess the total, yeah. and the loser has to drink the drink. Well, he ended up throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up we, we didn't speak a word to each other <laughs> 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 
And he ended up throwing up, <laughs> having to get up and go and train with me the next day. And, uh, you know, once, once he started learning English, he, he, got a, he got a little bit better at spoof. <laughs> How did you communicate the rules of the game? Was it just like sign language? Uh, well, I honestly don't remember that, but it's what I uh, I love you through yeah. And I didn't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> you could have made up any rules. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah um, no, I didn't see the size of them. <laughs> you were playing. Yeah, we had, a, we had a good crew anyway. Uh, if, if anything, Johnny Monks was the nutcase. Well, well yeah. I know, I, mean, I know he's gone again now, but I mean, I won't go into too many details. But the, the, uh, I'll just say the maggot, okay? <laughs> So there's two. There's two. Think what you want. There's there's two big John Moncur stories I've heard. So, so if I retell them, you can tell me whether or not they happened. The first one is a, a house party that he came out and stripped completely naked and got on a table and started dancing in front of everybody. It, did that happen? Well, the maggot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and the one where he allegedly didn't. He was late to training, and instead of getting his kit on, he just ran out in just his football boots. Again, the maggot. The maggot. <laughs> I played the fifth. I've seen it. <laughs> I remember in Germany, right? We had a pre-season game. I'll give you one more so you can use that in the future with other people. Um, we were trapped inside the bar. You can imagine. Mm. It was raining. We weren't trapped. It was just raining outside. It was pouring down. And it must have been like a like a festival or a party outside. So it was all these tables, were like a long length of about five tables, plastic tables. And it was all like little puddles of water and it was drenched. And he then, in front of everybody, even the strangers in the bar, he stripped off, he opened the door, he ran, dove full length, slid the whole, the whole length of the five tables on his belly <laughs> and fell off the other end. Come back in as if it was just normal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think Danny was probably happy about the maggot because he could have got hit. <laughs> uh, funny. Um, you were at West Ham like through so many kind of I- I- iconic moments. I think you were on the field. And the first one I'd like to talk about is that that, that last game of the season against Manchester United, where we denied them the title. Um, really? I mean, on that day, we had nothing to play for. Essentially, what what happened to the team to have that kind of resilience to to stop a team winning the championship? We had everything to play for. Stop United. Yeah. <laughs> that was everything. For everybody. Everybody in the league. You know? Yeah. Everybody. I, I actually, Tony Gale was playing for back then at the time. He got me Alan Shearer's shirt. Really? At the end of that season. Yeah, I've got it in the house. Signed by all the players, yeah. Wow. wow. So, he was, he was grateful. And I know Blackburn were grateful. Mm. I think they lost at, at Anfield that day, 2-1. So, no, it was always one of those things. I, I've had a lot of affinities with Man United for some reason you know uh, you know playing for City it's Gordon in the 5-1 um, I signed for Bournemouth Bournemouth had a great season under Harry mm. we, we drew United in the quarters we should have beat them at home we tied one each and we went and lost the replay 1-0 at Old Trafford uh, 92 when Leeds won it mm. when we beat them 1-0 I think we were more or less relegated we beat them 1-0 when Kenny Brown scored and Leeds won the title then in 95 again um, stopping them winning the league mm. you know I actually spoke to Fergie I went to uh, one of his charity dinners when I was back last year and it was the first time I really met him and spoke to him and he, he honestly was a lovely fella mm. and we recalled all of them days 
and all the games, and he ended up telling me where to go. So is it still kind of a great source of enjoyment for you personally that Alex Ferguson he won all oh, these things, time. but you stopped him? Big time. I used to get. I mean, like, obviously, not with all the Trevor crap that went on. Uh, mm. I used to get abused everywhere. For Ten years it went on for, but. The worst place for me to go to was Old Trafford. They used to hammer me. I mean, like, for 25 minutes non-stop singing songs. Yeah. I had to actually stop my mum going to the game because she would have gone to fight. Right. <laughs> there would have been this little 65, 70-year-old woman fighting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned you mentioned then just all that Trevor crap. I mean, uh, as, as educated fans, we understand like, a lot of it was crap. But, I mean, how did that come about? Like, what... What, what was well, it? Was more, more, a lot of it was crap. All of it was crap. Yeah. You know? um, Trevor was picking me up for training. And, I mean, I can I can talk about it now. I mean, mm. the thing was, I was getting abused and, and wouldn't speak because it wasn't my story. Yeah. It was mm. Trevor's story, you know, between him and his wife and what went on in their house. Mm. I mean, you know, my wife will tell you, my next door neighbor and his wife, Tony Gale. We were at a function for Tony Gale in Chigwell. Mm. And we shouldn't have been really because it was two nights before the game. Well, we did it for Gailey, you know, and we were there. We thought, you know, we won't drink too much because we're not allowed to drink two nights before a game. And we very, very rarely did it, honestly. As much as we were a bit of a drinking squad at the time, we didn't, we didn't abuse it. We didn't go out after a Wednesday. It was, um, it, it, you know, you, you couldn't because it, it was your club, your team. Yeah. You wouldn't disrespect the club and the supporters in that way. Mm. But this night was a function with our wives and in Chigwell. And I lived in Chigwell, Trevor lived in Waltham Abbey. So Trevor and his wife were arguing in my house afterwards. We'd had a couple of beers uh, and they were arguing. She was waiting in the cab outside and he was finishing his beer in the house. Me next door neighbor and his wife were there. And they went home. He went home eventually. And I was on a driving van at the time. And Trevor was picking me up every morning. And I was late for training because he didn't come. And that was the first I heard of it when Bill told me. But there was another story. Bill said... Uh, apparently his wife had come home and found me and him with two beds which considering what the rumours were I would have taken that anyway <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean that would have been a far better story for me but I mean my wife would have killed me but luckily enough she was there at the time so <laughs> it, it was ugly and evil you know um, and you know what football fans are like mm. they, yeah. they, they, they prepare it to be like that anyway yeah. So we got dogs abuse, and, and I don't think Trevor dealt with it too well. Mm. Uh, obviously, he nearly died as well, so that's... Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, it was this story. I had press come to my house and offered me tons of money to do the story, and like I said, I could have made something up and took the money. Yeah. Even, you know, and just laughed at them. But, mm. you know, every game we went to, can you imagine turning off? It yeah. wasn't just playing for your team and fighting relegations and the bond scheme and all this and whatever went on during the time there. Every time he turned up, the sports press who was supposed to be your friend, and some of them still are, to be honest with you, mm. they would come up and say, look, the story's going out tomorrow. Uh, do you want to put your side across? She says, is there anything you want us to say you know, on your behalf? I said, yeah, write the story and we'll see you. Wow. Because it yeah. isn't true. Yeah. So we'd go out for games. We'd been asked that question before every game. Wow. That had been heaped upon us before we went out and played, you know? <laughs> Tough time. Yeah, it, it was. But you know, you deal with. I, I used to blow kisses to the fans. Yes. Um, <laughs> so me, I showed me Arsenal one United fans <laughs> one. I got away with it because yeah. I did it really sneakily. <laughs> I was on the I was on the post for the corner, and I was getting oh, I was getting abused behind me. You know these big thugs and 
yeah. ignorant idiots. And I was turning around and blowing kisses and, and annoying them because there was a fence there at the time, I think. So, you know, it was when the photographers were all, excuse me, oh. <laughs> Sorry, there's me uh, keen on the other phone. <laughs> Anyway, I was holding the post and the photographers were at the side of the goal and I don't know whether it was Giggsy taking the corner, but I realised that the photographers are going to be looking at the, the ball when it comes in. So I sort of pulled my shirt off, pulled my shorts down, <laughs> left my shirt over, and then as the corner's about to be taken, turned round and screamed at them and then lifted my shirt and showed me arse when the corner came in. <laughs> Language. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Well, it gave me some satisfaction, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet. Not, not getting the arse out in public. So, I mean, you enjoyed like, quite a lengthy career with West Ham. You ended up playing for n- for nine years. What, for you, was the highlight of, of your time at West Ham? Um, well, obviously the promotions, but, but every, every real good thing was changed a little bit, you know? Mm. Um, even the promotion when... You know, we lost it in the last seconds because Oldham yeah. went a lot. Uh, we lost the last game, and, and I think Oldham got eight minutes added time on or something, and mm. managed to come back from two one down. I think. You know, we had the champagne ready in the dressing room. Yeah. And well, we still drank it, but <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't going to change. And promotion was promotion, but it was a it was an anti climax because we'd mm. sealed it about five games earlier. You know, and, and it was the championship we wanted. Yeah. And, like, it was a bit of a, not a letdown, but like an anti-climax. Yeah. And then I suppose the other thing was the semi-finals at Villa Park, which will stay with me forever. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had two, even going back to City and having the Wembley playoff against Gillingham, which was unbelievable. And then the following year, you know, consecutive promotions, having to win a Blackburn away in the last game of the season, it was unbelievable times, but... But Villa Park is up there with it. And we lost, you know? Yeah. One of them things. I, I've, j- I've just found a picture of Gailey where he's patting his forehead. And you see Keith Hackett with a red card yeah. up. And I keep staring at it. And even after all this time, you know, 20 odd years, staring at it with disbelief. Mm. It, it, it killed us. That first goal, you know? And, yeah. and then for them to look like they romped it, romped it and beat us 4 mm. 0, still, still drives me. But the Billy Bonds, Claret and Blue, Mar- Blue Army. Well, I was going to ask, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you close your eyes, you still hear it, can't you? <laughs> yeah, Billy Bonds mentioned that, actually. It was one of his favourite memories of the fans singing that. During the... Yeah. It was only, I got carried off the field, uh, you know, and I was telling the fans to put me down, put me down. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I was gutted we'd lost, but, but they were still celebrating. Yeah. And I don't think you'll ever see that again. No. I honestly don't. Mm-hmm. It's giving me goosebumps. We were, we were part of something amazing that day, and I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, my brother was at the game, and um, I mean, he's a bit of a nutcase, but <laughs> he was at the game. He, he, he won't mind me saying that, he's probably not listening anyway. So. He's, uh, he's my younger brother as well, so he's gone to Bella Park, and he's gone up to this policeman on a horse, and he's gone, Can you tell me where the players' lounge is? And the policeman's gone, the playground's over there, sonny boy. He <laughs> went, oh, fuck off, McLeod. <laughs> and then he ran, and the policeman chased him on the horse. And people tell me, do you remember seeing this chase? This is years after. He said he legged there, and another cop has got involved. He ended up arresting him, put him in a cell, 
with a load of cockneys. <laughs> Scouser in the cell with a load of cockneys. <laughs> yeah. And the worst thing was the thing that he laughed about. Yeah. He went, oh, I'm Ian Bishop's brother. And he sort of didn't believe him. Yeah. And he said, the reason he didn't believe me was, he said, you can't be. He's got a big nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever you are, you remember and you're listening. Thanks. Oh, oh, he, missed he missed the game. He missed the game. He missed the game, so he's in the cells for the game. Oh god! Just having to go the cloud. So do you have to go bail him out after the game? No, I was, <laughs> I was on the team bus. <laughs> I didn't even know this was happening until I got home. I didn't know. Didn't have mobile phones then, did he? Yeah. God. I didn't know any about it. Saw them let him run. <laughs> <laughs> You might still be in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we'll just touch on the city because, of course, you're kind of affiliated with two big clubs, really, West Ham and Man City. Um, but, yeah. I mean, city, the city that exists now is totally different uh, to the team, the, the kind of the standard of the team then. I mean, what, what's your take on the way Man City have evolved over the last few years? Well, I'll tell you something right now, uh, and if there are City fans going to be listening to this. Uh, everything you see in the in the media, the social media, mm. it, it's it's so lovely that there's pictures out there of us at Wembley standing with our arms around each other. Well, wow. there's about eight and nine of us while penalties are going on, and the city fans are saying we wouldn't have today if it wasn't for you. Wow. Never forget, you know. Yeah. And and the, the the biggest thing for me about the two clubs, and I've said it through all my years, there's no there's no other supporters like them for sticking by through all the crap that they've been through mm. and they deserve that today I don't begrudge any of them players I want it to succeed I want them to be who they are I hope to God the same thing happens for West Ham mm. because it's what you've earned sticking through all the garbage you've had to deal with over these years uh, and still being there and, and for them to recognise that and I would also like with the West Ham thing I think I was part of a, a squad in the 90s that stabilised the club mm. and I know supporters recognise that also yeah. so although there's no no first place trophies for me in my career I, I've had more than enough I've been very very fortunate and, and I'll tell you the truth I wouldn't have left West Ham I gave up a testimonial at West Ham mm. I got offered another year to stay you know I'd, I'd sat on the bench a bit and I didn't agree with Harry at the time I thought I was better than the players he had in there even at 32 Mm. But he obviously chose to bring other people in. And I could have stayed. And and I wouldn't have left for any other club. I would have sat on the bench for another year, taking me tax-free money. I wouldn't have left for any other club, honestly. Mm. Just City were a bit special to you. Well, I, I felt I had unfinished business. I knew they were getting relegated to the... What is the... The old first... League. Yeah. Yeah, it was one now. It's the third mm. division. I knew, but I, it didn't matter to me. Mm. I could have played, I knew I could have played another three, four years in the Premier League. Mm. But it didn't matter to me. It was Man City. And for what had happened before, after being there six months and leaving so prematurely, I felt I, I went back. And I'm actually quoted, and I, I, I don't have the newspaper cuts or anything. I've come back to get this club back in the Premier League. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did before I walked away. Wow. And, and my good thing, and the thing that I think is, is very rare for any footballer, is I have never left the club on bad terms. Mm. Never left the club on bad terms. I know I can go to any club, and I'll get the same reception. Mm. But and I've that... actually I booked in now for the Man City West Ham game last, oh, really? last game of the season. Yeah, and oh. I've asked them if 
I can present something on the field because I want to be out there in front of both sets of fans. Amazing. Now I don't know whether they can fix that or sort that out. Yeah, I'm just waiting for a response now. That'd be that'd be a wonderful touch. I mean, in talking about going back to West Ham now, do you still get recognised, or, or is it, since you've had a haircut, yeah. do people struggle? <laughs> no, I still get recognised, mate. Mm. I'm still signing pictures that um, people have had and haven't been able to catch up yet. I've mm. just had a request now from a Man City fan. He's got a collection of 1999, and when will I be back? You know, it's it's nice to to be seen and recognised. The club will never change, will it? Mm. It's homely, it's welcoming, they take care of you when you go back. I get to me like, what I've realised is, is you like more now that you've retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you think about it, some days you have off days, you know, yeah. and people dislike you, even your own supporters. You can't be loved every week because you're going out and perform. Mm. Or you may be keeping somebody's favourite player out of the team. Mm. But now there's nothing to hate you for. <laughs> people just realise what you did at the club and what you did for the club. Mm. And it's it's really refreshing, especially if I have a year, two years where I don't come home, and I have to deal with some of the garbage I have to deal with here, you know, yeah, at the youth level, with parents because they pay, think they own you, and if you don't play their son, they move to another team. It's, it's there's no fight, you know. Mm. It uh, they don't realise that the, their son's going to be a better player for the competition. Yeah, mm. you know, if I'm not getting what I want, I'm going somewhere else where I'll get it, and they find out that they're in a weaker team but their son's playing and they think that's a success. Mm, difficult. You know, where to come back and get back to the real world of football. I've actually, we've set up an agency in a partner in Pittsburgh. I haven't uh, promoted it yet. We've set up a company called Blue Moon International. Mm -hmm. We've got a 19-year-old keeper who's on trial at Doncaster now. We've got a couple of younger players. We've got to target the maybe up to 20-year-old American kids to try and get them into Europe. Mm. And it's still a baby. It's about three, four months old, and we're still structuring properly. Mm. But um, I'm back in touch with all my old friends, all my connections. I didn't realise how many people I knew. To be <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to recall who I owe money to, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't be careful. <laughs> um, last, last question. I mean, you, you became. Oh, finished. Yeah, finished. Well, uh, well, one more question. Have you got a sec? Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Do we have to finish? Oh, right. We could do it all day. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to say about Upton Park, because, of course, I mean, that, that, that's the turf on which you became a legend in our eyes. Um, but, of course, West Ham are now a couple of years away from leaving it. What are your feelings and emotions around that? Well, I've already been through it, haven't I? Because Man City have played a main role. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've, got, I've just found a picture of Upton Park where the fans are invading the field. For a good reason this time, not for the bond scheme. <laughs> um, and I keep it, and I look at it every now and again. I've got a picture of the main road there, and and for me, I, I don't think the the it'll ever be the same. I've been to the Etihad, and and it's it's great there, and the new regime is fantastic, and obviously the supporters are more comfortable. They have all more amenities, but there won't be an atmosphere like main road, and then you'll never, certainly never find an atmosphere like Upton Park. Mm. Never midweek under the lights. Yeah, nobody will ever find that again. It's mm. a shame for me, but, but it's progress, isn't it? Yeah. The club's got to grow. It, it's it's a fact of life. Everything evolves, and if it means more revenue, more fans coming to the games, you know. Well, I mean that obviously depends on depends on the success of the team as well. I mean, people still gripe and groan. You know, they work hard for their money, don't pay to watch. Well, it's picked up now, but. You know, there was watching a style of football that wasn't 
conducive to West Ham, really. Mm. It's the only disappointing thing about things, but, you know, each manager has a style, and if they keep us up or bring success, then what works, works, you know? Yeah, mm. Absolutely. Well, as you say, we'll always have the memories, even though we've got to move forward. And some of those memories contain all the great things you did for West Ham down the years. And for that, we'll never forget you. And we're eternally grateful for all those good times. It was always my pleasure, mate. Honest <laughs> to God. Uh, I, no, I'll say now, you know, but people say, if you had three wishes and all that, uh, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd like two, you know, one day, I'd like to have one day with my children as babies again. Yeah. You know? not that bit of pain in the arse as teenagers but <laughs> <laughs> well they are but you know just just to see them as babies have one more day and get that feeling back yeah. and, and I'd like to play one more game wow in fact the last game of this season if I could play the first half of City and the second half of West Ham <laughs> that would be that would be my ideal dream we'll you know yeah, maybe you could have had that testimonial you never get to have that'd be a nice thing wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah well you know you know, it's only money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, cheers, Bish Bosch. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. You really Proper are a star. You're as funny in real life as you are on your Twitter, actually. That's a compliment. <laughs> this is actually a recording. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Ian. Enjoy, oh, enjoy the sunny weather. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Anytime. Cheers. Cheers, Ian. Have a great okay, day. Man. Cheers. All right, I'll be back to the, I'll be back to the Palace game. Oh, 18th of April. I've got, I've got 26 people coming over from America. Oh, wow. To watch the army. Oh, amazing. Well, hopefully it'll be a good luck charm. Yeah. Well, let's hope they don't need good luck by that time. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm looking forward to the last game. Let's hope City pick the title up. West Ham is safe. And we just enjoy the day, you know? Yeah, yeah that'd be Fingers classic. crossed. Yeah, that'd be good. And you on the pitch at half-time to do a presentation. Well, if you don't let me, I, I think I might do a, a monkey or something. A <laughs> <laughs> maggot. A <laughs> <The> maggot too. <laughs> Fantastic. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Have a good All time. Right, Cheers, Ian. Pleasure. Cheers, now. Right. Bye. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he was um, So that was Ian Bishop. Wow. That could be one of my favourite interviews. I mean, I think, I think it's the best interview you've had on him. Really? That was absolutely That was excellent. amazing, wasn't it? I could like, I'm hanging on his every word. It was pretty proper He's funny. He's so funny, isn't it? He's got that so, scouse humour. God, I just wish I could have played for West Ham in the mid-90s. Yeah. I think I, I feel like by stopping that interview you've probably lost about another 10 anecdotes. <laughs> really <suspended. laughs> I know. Well, we have we'll save him for again. We'll save him for part two. We should yeah. try and get him in the studio. Yeah. When he comes over. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if we'll uh, be lovely. It. it must be really nice because you just kind of get just chatting about good times, aren't you? Mm. It's only like he was really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's only like he yeah. probably had the phone he didn't want to out say, right there. <laughs> he didn't want to say goodbye, did he? <laughs> um, yeah, Ian Bishop, uh, 284 games, 16 goals, and an absolute icon. And it was nice as well, I think, just to quickly touch on that, that Trevor Morley stuff as well, because he's never been able to put his side of the story out officially. It's always been kind of rumoured. But now, I mean, I mean that's what that's the truth isn't it yeah so it's nice that that's happened on this podcast as well yeah good is that an exclusive it sounded like I never talked about it before well, let's pretend it is okay it's an exclusive <laughs> okay <laughs> it is or isn't yeah <laughs> okay right so let's fast forward at two last Saturday Andy West Ham United 3 Southampton 1 god that was fun 31 points now I, uh, it's, it's really interesting to see the rivalry that we've developed with um, Southampton, right? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, it, you know, since that championship season when we were sort of, you know, vying for first yeah. and second, and then Reading came in and just robbed us both. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I find them personally really irritating now, and I think a lot of other West Ham fans <laughs> yeah. agree. Just the they've just got like, this holier than thou attitude, you know, with mm. their supposed Barcelona esque football. Oh god, yeah. Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed uh, after they were incredibly arrogant, singing uh, "We're Going to Brazil." During what the game is that about? Saturday. Yeah, you know, to be two one up after two minutes, singing uh, "You're Not Going to Brazil." <laughs> Especially because Lana kept getting the ball and kept kicking it out to the, towards the corner flag, didn't they? Yeah. Like, all of his shots pretty much skewed towards the throwing. They were still yeah. shouting hoof at all of our goal kicks as They've well. They've got such they? delusions of grandeur, yeah. haven't they? Lalana had another dive under his belt. I know. Yeah. And it was nice to see Clattenburg getting a few cheers as well. I thought they quite enjoyed that element. When they, when they singing We Love Mark Clattenburg? <laughs> we Love Mark win. Clattenburg. I don't think I've ever heard anything like it. He, um... When he booked Lalana, it must have been quite satisfying for him. <laughs> yeah. You've changed, man. You've, You've changed. changed. Um, so, I mean, James, what, what was your what was your take on the, on the game? Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, well, it was great, wasn't it? It mm. wasn't. I mean, it was touch and go for a long time, and when we were two one up, there were some anxious moments. Yeah, uh, but then it's a proper smash and grab. It I was. Think we've I mean, just got their number, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the last time they beat us was the one 0 at St Mary's in the Championship, and it, then we played really badly that mm. day. But even then, they got a lucky header from a set piece, I think, from a corner. Right. But ever since then, we've just you know, I mean, yeah. what well, we drew a couple of times since, and those times they uh, you know when Matty Taylor got sent off. And, yeah, I mean, oh, that was I mean we should have beaten them at their place yeah. this season as well yeah. when we were there with you know in our no striker period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But is the yeah. game just summed up that you know the the sort of luck that we've had against mm. them in recent times because you know we weren't particularly playing particularly well were we but mm. just every bit of luck fell to us I mean when Colton yeah. hit the post and it comes straight oh, back God, to him yeah. and puts it away although it would have been a penalty would it? Oh, I don't hand. think yeah, he, did, hand, he yeah. did control it with his hand who did uh, uh, what's the guy who scored it the Japanese guy was it yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I didn't, didn't actually know so yeah because on yeah, match today whether the ref would have got it or not I don't know but it came out and he stopped it with his hand so we would have got a penalty it's a luck that has deserted us but has come back digressing slightly um when uh, when when their their, their manager was uh, um, giving it the big and after the game about oh we should have had a penalty for the uh, supposed James Collins handball I don't know if you saw a match of the day yeah. they showed a different camera angle and it was actually their player who handballed it really yeah I said what someone had just tipped him off or something he got it wrong I've done no idea but he was <laughs> that was that was his piece in the uh, in the post match interview we should have had a penalty and it turned yeah. out it was them who handballed <laughs> it but it's, it's a whole argument the, the main argument is attractive football versus results results isn't it and it's and trying to find the blend of both and currently we're getting results without particularly attractive football and I genuinely don't mind that I don't mind it I'd, I'd rather play, see us play like this and finish my like, table this knock season. it like Southampton knock it around pass it around mm. get all possession yeah but they've got they've had no final ball and nothing in the final mm. third yeah uh, Andy, you scored like so. We had a, a decent spread of scores. We had Matt Jarvis, Carton Cole, Kevin Nolan. I mean, is, that's a great thing for us, right? That now other people are chip, starting to chip in with the goals. Well, we need them to because none of our strikers yeah. can score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being honest, I mean, the yeah. only reason Carroll's there is to, to for the assists. Really, mm. he's not there to score goals. Yeah. Um, See, no, it was interesting to see Jussie's one goal for the season, isn't it, Jarvis? <laughs> yeah. He seemed shocked. Do you know when it went in? Yeah, he, like, <laughs> he doesn't really celebrate. He, he, oh. he seems so shocked about it. All oh, right, <laughs> I, would, I would have subbed both him and Colton right there and then. That's yeah, the we're done. But let's talk about change. So we've won four in a row now, but we, I guess we should talk about changes because Winston Reid's now fit, and also Andy Carroll's fit as well. I mean, do, do we see them coming straight back into the team? It's, it's one of the problems I, I have with Allardyce that a lot of people don't really pick up on is that on the one side it's quite admirable that if a player plays well he keeps the shirt 
Mm. Um, say, for example, I remember Collison coming back from, was it Bournemouth he was on mm. loan at? And he had a good game, was it Burnley? I think mm. he put him in. So he kept him on the team for the for the league game. And you mm. go, fair enough, that's quite admirable. Mm. You know, it shows, shows the players that if they you know Work play well, they, they stay in the team. But at the same time, that works uh, It's a bit backwards in the sense that you just know, and you, everyone knew, for mm. these four games, it'd be the same team every mm. game. Yeah. He'd never look at it and go, right, well, we won the last game, but... Uh, we need you know mm. a bit more pace or mm. you know we need to be a bit more packed in midfield mm. he he wouldn't change it tactically he'll keep the same t- team until we lose yeah so saturday it'll be the same team yeah. or lose and then he'll change it the next time mm. i wonder i suspect that i think collins faltered i mean people did, i don't yeah. think collins deserves any negativity because i think he's been solid this month he's been one of the reasons uh we've done so well but he he got caught out a fair few times. Didn't yeah, he? he did, especially. And I that, yeah. and I think he'll bring in Winston, and I think it'll bring Andy Carroll. I don't think he. Will he doesn't seem to fancy uh, Winston Reid and Tomkins as a partnership, though, does he? Mm. Well, that's when we play our best football when those two are together because well, they both play. Out. They're both good on the ball. That's what we had start of the season. We were playing. Which one's going to float it into the box from our own? <laughs> but we had. Yeah. They were playing together, weren't they? And we had. That's when we had a good spell. Then he got injured. No, at the start of this season. I can't even remember that far. Yeah, Winston, Winston, and, uh, <laughs> Winston and Tompkins were about to get, and that's when we play good football because mm. they both play it out from the back. Whereas I, Collins I, is a bit more. I can, I can kind of take or leave, leave Collins or Tompkins to be honest, but I think for me, Winston Reid has to start because I think he's just miles better than any of the other two. It's, isn't isn't it a great feeling that we have him to come off the bench? Though? I know. And yeah. it's happened uh, during this run of four games when yeah, to come we just the last twenty up, minutes, especially yeah. um, Swansea, which I think was his first game back, mm. just to bring him on and go right, you know, with ten yeah. men as well. Yeah, yeah, just let, let's close it. Out. And win it, but I it's it's tough because you think if I was Collins and we've had we mm. haven't conceded in four matches, yeah, why would you drop me? Yeah, <laughs> that's the tough thing. He has to say, Look, tactically, I want to pass it about a bit more from mm. the back against this team because mm. of this reason, yeah. but I can't see Eladice ever doing that. It will mm. take a loss for him to change. Yeah. Well, let's touch I don't on that think one. we should have anything negative out of our, our, the last month. <laughs> no, well, I'll just take it. At the same time, so yeah, I, think I don't think right. Allardyce gets mm. enough credit, does he? Well, yeah. let's talk about credit for Allardyce. Surely, manager of the month, I mean, this is the easiest decision the panel will have to make. I'll be utterly appalled if you Did you see this coming? No, not in a million years. No. Not in a million Nor years. Nor did he, though. <laughs> <laughs> Even in his in his in his email that he sends around, do you remember? I read it out. It was something. He said something like, "Hopefully, we'll have won three matches, or we'll we'll win most of our mm. matches at the end of Feb." And he, we've won most of four. Four. Ridiculous. Four. I remember um, after the Villa game. What? So we, oh, then we would have been on. Uh, the draw against Chelsea mm. and then the win against Swansea and the win against Villa I remember being on cloud nine at that point like wow can't believe we've got points. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at that point when we started getting you on Andy you said in the email uh, hopefully this is 7th of Feb hopefully it'll be something positive to speak about by then yeah. well, literally couldn't be I think, any that, I, think, I think that was just before the run as well yeah the only kind of thing that annoys me about this run is that I wish we'd have done it in January and then we could have taken the League Cup semi a bit more seriously. I wish we had that. And we have the players to we would we like, need a cup, right? Yeah. It would have been... I mean, it was perfect, really. It's just so annoying. The other thing is that the FA Cup as well. If we'd have done Forest, we would have had Preston, who were like my second team. And then the round after that, Sheffield United. Yeah. I would have loved to play Sheffield United. And just smash we, them We've got away like as three well. new signings on the bench who can't get a yeah, game. But, yeah. um, and then, you know, if, if Hull, uh, if Hull beat uh, Brighton, we haven't got a game next weekend either. So yeah. they're just going to be all sat there, you know, doing Twiddling nothing. Twiddling our thumbs. 
Um, yeah. But it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Kevin Nolan, Player of the Month as well for everyone in here. I I, I think that's less likely than Allardyce. Mm. They'll they'll go for Sturridge, won't they? Mm, yeah, that's true. He scored in every game, I think. Is he right? Um, I, I'm not sure if uh, Nolan's got the same amount of goals. How many goals has he got? He What's, got five. five? Two against. I'm sure he's got. Villa. He's got more goals than the games he's played Villa? in. Two against Villa. It was two, two. Yeah, and then he two got Swansea, an, two Villa. And he got an assist, didn't he? Oh, yeah. did he got he's got a few assists. One. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but he's unfashionable, isn't he? What I'd like to talk about very quickly is this, we we went. There's my mate Southampton fan, and we uh, went to Black <laughs> Lion in Plasto, uh, and he brought his mate along, and his mate was drinking red wine. <laughs> Before and after match in Black Lion in Plasto, and he's like, oh, uh, what is there in particular? Red one? Well, I get the Shiraz. <laughs> if, if there's, if there's so, one pub around the ground that you're going to drink red wine, in, said, that, that's the one you get. Away the, with. They were lucky they didn't ring the bell and like lynch him <laughs> for the request. It was pre-match tipple and red with a nice glass of Beaujolais. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. fans. Um, Classy, just like their football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's touch on relegation now. We talk about it every week. We're just yep. for an update of do. confidence. Andy, how are you feeling about relegation? Um, I think... It's um, worth saying that Big Sam has targeted 38 points today. I think he said that 38 points would be enough to, to get up. So that's well, seven. a while ago I didn't think we'd get much more than 35, but you have to, you have to be pretty confident mm. now. I mean, it's annoying that... Um, Norwich beat Spurs it and I know annoying, how backwards that sounds yeah, from a West Ham fan yeah. um, but it is a little bit annoying because I think if they'd have lost that they would have been taking the third spot yeah, for yeah. me Fulham's gone Cardiff are gone mm. and it's just that last spot between you know the likes of West Brom and yeah. with, with the fixtures that Norwich have got the last four or five fixtures yeah. mm. I would have thought if they'd have lost yesterday um, you know that would have been it but uh, yeah it's annoying they won yeah so Spurs, the thing is about Spurs is they're just a bit shit no matter yeah. what their fans think and what they think as a club, they always fail at the right moments. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, yesterday's yeah. a perfect chance to like keep rising up the table. Yeah. Norwich are in trouble, you know, and confidence is yeah. knocked after we beat them. Lose one. I've, I've never that match that Norwich. Norwich are crap. Yes, I thought they were rubbish. They didn't really Spurs haven't so got the balls. I agree with you about yeah. Spurs now. I've never been so confident that we're going to beat them a third time. I'm absolutely confident. It'll be glorious. Oh god. I think someone said on the forum, if we beat them a third time, we get to keep them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we did see someone with a Spurs uh, with a West Ham shirt with Spurs on the back, didn't yeah. they? We, West, Ham, West Ham, three, Spurs, Spurs nil, nil, West Ham three printed on the shirt. Which we thought, that, we thought if that's the best thing we can celebrate, <laughs> we should be thinking, we should be celebrating bigger things than that. <laughs> I mean, it's a glorious day, but I'm yeah. not sure about that. I'm not sure about memorialising it on a shirt. Now. Can we talk about Noble in England? Yes. So, um, well, I mean, we could even open this up to the general point about West Ham players in England. I mean, you know, who for you will be on the plane to, to Brazil and who should be considered I, I think Carroll will go just because there's no other player like mm. him um, you know, I think I Hodgson, Hodgson's not shy to play the long ball I'm thinking about that Ukraine game yeah absolutely um, I, I think he um, out of the strikers he brings something a bit different I know um, Lambert's been in and out recently but for me he's, he's not even on the same level as Carroll mm. I know I've got the current blue specs on mm. but I mean you watch him in that Swansea game for example and even the City game the home game where we got done again Every single ball that comes to him in the air, he wins. Every single one without yeah. a foul. Yeah. And he takes um, his defenders with him. There's like three, four yeah. defenders marking him. Yeah. There's, there's no one else to take his spot. Um, what about Mark Noble? <sighs> I, it really frustrates me, probably like a lot of other West Ham fans, mm. that he doesn't get given a chance. Mm. Because, I mean, I agree with a lot of the guys on the forum, say, which is I could see him fitting into you know pretty much any Premier League team, mm. right? Just slotting in there and mm. playing his game and spreading it about. I think he deserves a chance, but... 
he don't, they don't seem to fancy him, do they? No, I mean, no. he had that. It's, it's not just now. He had that run at the beginning of the season, or even mm. last season, where he was just playing consistently well. Mm. Um, you know, even in a, like a Mickey Mouse friendly, yeah. he just doesn't get a go. No. But we thought we thought that with Parker, you know, the relegation season, mm. then finally broke in yeah. at the end. So, you know, fingers crossed there's some friendlies coming up. Mm. I'd like it for him. I mean, mm. part of me doesn't want him because he'll get injured. <laughs> him <laughs> to go to England. Him. But... I think he deserves it. Hmm. He's he just loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he one does. of those players that loves West Ham and uh, he loves football. And he, like he said today, uh, to be picked for England is my ultimate goal, as it as it should be of any English player. And I love that because yeah. you don't feel that with a lot of the players. But you know the other thing that I like about it as well because hasn't he got um, grandparents from Ireland? Oh, really? yeah, so yeah, I'm sure gone, they yeah. have. I'm sure I've seen an interview where they asked him, uh, "Why don't you go and play for Ireland?" And he says, "Well, to be honest, I wouldn't really feel Consid- anything. Yeah, I yeah, consider yeah. myself to be English." <sighs> he could easily go and get some caps playing for yeah. Ireland. So on on Twitter, West West Ham United stuff. I'm stealing this directly from them, <laughs> but he's quite good with stats. He or she. Um, and he says, "Chances are that West Ham United won't be represented at a World Cup for the fourth time in 30 years." Wow. What? What? No representation so we, whatsoever. Yeah. Guy de Mel's in at Ivory Coast, isn't he? Well, surely again, again with this podcast, <laughs> so sometimes we do absolutely no research. Because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm stealing this guy. No, I yeah. don't think I don't think it will be. Um, it, it's interesting. I think this is an interesting story to tell. When we were sat behind Roy Hodgson again for the Newcastle game, yeah. and every time Mark Noble did something good, we were going, "Well done, Mark Noble. Yeah, good. That was really good, Mark Noble. <laughs> well done, Noble. Nobes. He's a tough good. We were He's dreadful. good that one." <laughs> But every time Noble yeah. went in, we went, well played, Noble. <laughs> and Roy Hodgson and Karen Brady spent the whole second half talking. Yeah, and, and that's when we played better. Yeah. And then Karen, and then uh, Karen Brady gave an article the next day saying, did a, or the next week in the Sun saying that she hates it when people t- talk in at football matches or something. <laughs> like, really weird. It doesn't, doesn't seem like her to be yeah, a hypocrite. I know, mental. Anyway. Um, uh, but I hope he gets called up. Yeah, it would be good. I'd, I'd love to see it. Well, I mean, one man who shone at a World Cup. Bobby Moore, yep. and it's 21 years today, as this episode has been recorded, that he passed away. Andy, uh, your thoughts on Bobby Moore and his legacy? I was, uh, well, I was seeing the, the pictures go round mm. uh, this morning, like obviously on Twitter for the anniversary and stuff, and it, you know, did feel a bit emotional on mm. the training. Mm. Pictures of last year and the big Moore yeah. uh, memorial in the uh, in the Bobby Moore stand. I mean, it's a, it's a shame Gareth Bale bloody uh, ruins that night a little bit but yeah, um, God, yeah. it was it was an oh, emotional I forgot night. it was that night <laughs> yeah. so you just depressed me I just remember now yeah. <laughs> sorry about that I, I, God I embarrassed myself that night because when it went in I kicked, I, kicked, post. I kicked the post and there was a little kid ne- uh, next to me and I was just thought oh, why have I done that dickhead <laughs> <laughs> and anger yeah oh, yeah. Matty Taylor threw one on one I know again well that was last it was, it was such a tip last season, foul goal I know he dived and then got straight back up and, just and smashed it in the top corner yeah Oh, yeah. So I'm looking up Guy Demille actually. He looks very handsome in his ivory coke kit <laughs> in 2010. <laughs> uh, Are we going to find out on air if he's in the squad? If he's been cut? Surely, surely. He's best friends. Played 35 times. He's best friends with Didier Drogba. I'm, I'm going to bring it up with this West Ham United. Um, can we try and not do our research on air next time, or what? is it? <laughs> Wait, so we actually uh, uh, Bobby, <laughs> um, Bobby Moore, James. You read the, the you read the, the feedback for the first time on air. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, it's like Stephen Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, I'm oh, sorry, Bobby Moore. Yes, 
Um, so what, what do you want me to say? Well, I just want to say right, about Bobby Moore and about like. Well, what, why don't you talk about the special, the Bobby Moore special? That's about, but was that one KMB today? Yeah, we so did yes, last we've, year. Been, we've been so doing a podcast for a year, pretty much, and we did. Uh, we were very proud of actually, which was a Bobby Moore special. Uh, we had lots of um, people talk about it. It's, it's like a documentary, essentially, mm. um, about how brilliant he was and how loved he was, uh, and also about some of the tough times he had when you know post football when he wasn't yeah. as loved as he should have been. Yeah, but it's well worth a listen. Um, yeah. if you like football yeah fantastic <laughs> that's it I think you've completely sold it there anyone who was 50-50 about it would have been converted they're by in. that pitch they're in um, so please welcome to the show he owns KUMB he is the overlord welcome to the show Graham Howlett thank you very much guys I must say I'm feeling a bit like Jose Mourinho's little horse amongst two thoroughbreds of the podcasting world tonight. <laughs> well, that, that's a very appropriate response to my introduction. There you go. Nice <laughs> to see you. How are you guys? Everyone well? Everyone well? Yeah, yeah fantastic. We well, how can you not be well after four wins Good, in a row? Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so, I mean, great news. Um, so let's catch up Let's catch up with what's happening in the world of West Ham. Firstly, I, you were telling me just now, Lucas Neal is back in the country. Yeah, we, were, we we learned this afternoon that Lucas Neal, who's been globetrotting since he left West Ham uh, in 2009, um, has turned up at Watford this afternoon. Is wow. it really? He's, um, he, he's back there on uh, on a, a short-term contract until the end of the season. Uh, 35 years now. Uh, and I suspect he's probably not on a Magnuson uh, contract down there. Mm. Um, but, so, yeah, I think it's nice to see Lucas back, isn't it? I mean, he was a good captain for us, do we think? Yeah, he yeah, was a good was captain. Because after that, it was Upson, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, always the thing that I always remember about Lucas Neal was wiping his hands with the with the, uh, down at Stoke. Do you remember they used to stop the play with the ball boys? Yeah. Um, and they used to have the little towels at the side for what was it? Rory Delat yeah. used to do the long throws. I always remember Lucas Neal picking up the towel, and wiping his hands with it, which was a touch. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, nice to see, nice to see him back in uh, in the country. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic captain for us. And speaking of fantastic captains for us, um, Bobby Moore, twenty-one years ago uh, today, Graham. Um, yes, yes. What's been happening to mark the occasion? Well, uh, in, in, in terms of uh, in terms of KUMB, we've uh, republished the incredibly uh, moving podcast that you guys um, published or put together this time last year um, mm-hmm. for the 20th. So that's back on. If anyone didn't hear it the first time round, they can listen to that again by going to the KUMB homepage or even just the podcast page. Um, and of course, you've got uh, people like Jack Branch and Brooklyn Jeff Powell. Um, Brian Deer and a whole host of uh, other people associated with West Ham and supporters um, giving their stories about Bobby and it really is a, a, you know I'm not just saying this because it, it, it's it's the KUMB production but uh, you know I've, I've never heard a better podcast and uh, it really does deserve a listen so if anyone hasn't heard it yet um, get your bins on and head on over to the homepage of Come and you can find it on there Beautiful um, In other West Ham news uh, yes. we might be going to Auckland Oh well yeah but this, this is this is wonderful news. There's a, a story came out of the weekend um, whereby it seems that we could be getting to uh, the home country of Winston Reef this summer for, for, a, for a few days. Um, the story uh, came out um, via a, a guy called Vince Lear, or it could be Vince Lear actually. <laughs> about it. This could be a spruce. <laughs> we could be unveiling it on air. Vince Lear, that must be Vince Lear, spelled L I A. Um, who played for Wellington Phoenix was apparently speaking to uh, New Zealand sports broadcaster Tony Beach um, this weekend and um, Vince told Tony that uh, they're hoping to arrange a couple of games with West Ham this summer 
Um, so if that does come off, that would be wonderful. Uh, Bromford, uh, yeah, the KUMB tour host, is already <laughs> on the case. Um, trying to put together a package, which is um, great stuff. So uh, we might have some news for you on that uh, very soon. But that would be good. We've never been there before, so it would be a wonderful trip. Exciting. Okay. Mm. Uh, also exciting is you've told me to mention Titanic Tweet. I don't know what this means. Well, <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was something that's... Um, on Twitter, I mean, I, I, I had a, a, a WHUSC feed running on Twitter alongside the KUMBC, so I can just see if there's anything coming in. I just happened to note this tweet. There was, there was a guy who I've never heard of, someone called Scooter Jam. So, kudos to you, Scooter Jam, if, if you are listening to this, or if I know Scooter Jam. But Scooter Jam was having a row with, with a, a Southampton fan game, and um, Scooter Jam's reply to, uh, to, to, the, to the Southampton fans' criticism was basically, um, as if we give a toss. What have you not ever done apart from wave the Titanic off? <laughs> 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 um, it's going to jam owned it. Yeah, poetic, absolutely poetic. So I thought that deserved a mention. Um, what else have we got going on in the forum? Oh, uh, John Joe um, finished his four-day walk, um, or triple, should I say, uh, yeah. last Saturday morning. Uh, David Gold was there at the uh, memorial statue to... Um, congratulations him and welcome back and he came into the ground of course in the afternoon and we understand that John Joe has raised another £20,000 approximately wow. for uh, Cancer Research UK which takes his tally to well in excess of £150,000 so wow. you know, it's, it's fantastic uh, it's well incredible it's incredible um, just moving on uh, a couple of other things on the forum what else oh I just wanted to say actually well done to uh, West Ham Matt last week I thought he did very well on the podcast Hmm. <laughs> Considering he was on a hiding to nothing, so well done <laughs> to Matthew for that. Um, I thought you should just. He was on his tiptoes in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> he tiptoed because he, he was worried he looked too small. <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. It's the, the, the big lads, James, and, and uh, as, as you'll know, Andy, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're tall chaps. So uh, yeah, I think we, we perhaps we'll have to get a box in the studio for for Matt or next time known to him as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just touching on on the forum on other stuff. I suppose we should give the gaming uh, forum a quick mention as Andy's in the uh, mm. in the studio tonight. But we do have a gaming forum on KUMB. Indeed, I browse top it topics. from time to time. Good stuff. There's, there's not many. We, we could do a few more in there. But um, the, the main topics of discussion under there: a lot of thirty-something um, uh, gamers getting misty-eyed over uh, the, the Game Boy. One or two of Paul Dares out again and uh, changing Pokemon. Um, the PS4, the Xbox One, Rail rages on, and uh, <laughs> the chat about the open beaches of Titanfall and Skyrim. So there's wow. something for everyone on the KUMB forum this week. <laughs> I, should, I should pop my head in there more often. <laughs> you should. You should. Maybe you can have like guest moderator for the week. That sounds like it's a hot bed of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we can certainly do with some more people here tonight, but yeah, so that's just one of the five forums we have going to tell you these shows and, you know, only being busy the, uh, the main restaurant, but mm. if that's going on, lots of stuff. Perfect, perfect. Yes. And um, just just on a last note, I mean, uh, how are you feeling about relegation now? Last uh, week you kind of, you didn't, you didn't want to comment, but now, <laughs> surely, surely now we can relax. Well, look, if we go down, like, we certain one points from whatever, how many games we played now, um, how many games in 27, 27 games, mm. you know, we, we need, we, we really need three wins from the last, what, 11 games? Yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't really got, I mean, I, I know people have said um, about the running, it looks pretty tough, but, I'm, you know, sort of looking at March, you know, Everton are not really flying at the moment, um, obviously we're at home to Hull, uh, then we go to Stoke, 
then we trade Man U at our place, and then we're off, off to Sunderland. So it isn't the trick. I mean, it, there's a couple of tough ones in there, admittedly, mm. but I, I'm sure we can pick up enough points from March so we don't have to go into April and worry about, you know, playing Liverpool and Arsenal. It could be a proper game, man, if that whole game gets uh, postponed. Mm. Oh, that's right, yeah. But it, it's, it's so, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we can only lose it, but we can only throw it away, can't we, really? So, yeah. uh, James, as always, was proved right yet again. So. I know. Mystic James. But <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, 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 you know, if we go down there, we really, uh, we really don't need ourselves to blame. Yeah, absolutely. So, fingers crossed, anyway. Fingers crossed. Cheers, G man. All right, boys. Mine, there you go. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye now. Bye. Okay. That was, that was Graham Howlett there. Um, let's. That's what, what quickly what we what I want to mention is. Um, do you know when we celebrated the first goal, our mm. most, most middle class celebration ever? We had oh, we'd oh, sat down. We all had teas. <laughs> <laughs> we'd had a couple of pints, and then we got into ground. Chris is like, "Do you want to see?" So we had a tea, and so we we all jumped up, and we we're all really aware that we didn't want to spill hot water. <laughs> 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 it was a really tame middle class celebration. Yeah, it was like, like one, that. one arm in the yeah. air. Yeah. We'll watch a tea. It's just like high fives, isn't it? Like <laughs> really <laughs> gentle high fives. Wait, while you're talking about drink, did you notice all the Carlsberg guys in the ground? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That is new. I thought that was new. Why didn't they do that 10 years ago? I walked through the uh, gate. Yeah. I walked through the gate and I was greeted by a man with a giant backpack who said, Would you like a beer? Yes, That's such a good idea. Do you know what I was like? I was involved a few years ago with a project in Man City to when they've got those fan zones that were kind of inspired from the by the World Cup. Yeah, and I thought West Ham that's perfect. Have the car parks out the front. Get stop people parking there and turn them into fan zones with tents and have big screens and stuff. Yeah, have they're trying to do there. that. They're trying to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. it makes perfect sense. They, they made at least ten quid more off of oh, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah, but maybe we should stop going. Yeah. That also, what was funny was they had feedback, didn't they? There's a sign up that says if any feedback about the service, <laughs> text this sign. <laughs> yeah. What? And you, you his number. James's idea was to put print one off at home and put someone else's number up. <laughs> one of your mates' <laughs> numbers. <laughs> Probably Equally. stitch them up. <laughs> stitch them up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well observed. Mm. Yeah. Um So let's talk about predictions now. Everton away. Andy, how are you feeling about um, that? I I think it falls down to how many strikers they've got fit. Obviously, Traore, uh, what a shame, uh, got mm. injured in the warm-up for them. Yes! Um, <laughs> yeah, let's hope he's not playing because he'll definitely score. Yeah. I mean, if he if we had signed him and that had happened, can you imagine the anger? I know. But, but then again, we're all being really smug, but the guy who we did sign is injured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're not any better off. No. Is um, Nocerino the one who plays up front? I can never remember which no, one. No, Nocerino's a midfielder. Borrello's, Borrello's the one up top. A clean sheet! But uh, supposedly <laughs> Lukaku might be back uh, for Sesso, yeah. which means, yeah. And we ne- anyone we nearly signed is... I think we can get quarters. a nil-nil, though. I mean, mm. we're banging for him. Uh, we've got a really strong bench. We'll, mm. we'll have the big man back as well to keep yeah. the ball up. Um, you know, another Chelsea performance. Yeah. Get a nil-nil. I mean, obviously, they've they've just been uh, just been smitten by uh, by Chelsea, so... They'll probably be bang up for it as mm. well, but you know so they're going to be. What are you saying for a score? I think we can get a nil-nil, and I'll be happy with that. Yeah. So that's your official prediction. Nil-nil. nil-nil. Okay. Fingers crossed. James, you've got a decent record the last few weeks of getting results, right? <laughs> Don't say that. I think angry. the last two games you said a draw and a win, <laughs> and you so you're two points out. <laughs> But all your, sick, you all your, all your the... sycophants on Twitter and on the forum seem to ing- blissfully <laughs> ignore that at... fact that you keep getting them wrong and just get. Why don't you look at your little tally chart at home <laughs> above your bed? <laughs> uh, I think I, I think we'll get a draw. Yeah, yeah. I'm keeping optimistic. Okay. I think it'll be tough. 
We, I mean, they're such a bogey team for us, yeah. aren't they, Everton? Mm. But do you know, I, it, they always, always, I can't not think about it. Whenever I think of Everton away, it's that one where Pickyon scored in the 88th minute and got mm. sent off for jumping in with the away fans, yeah. and then we conceded <laughs> in like totally the 91st minute or something. Fellaini yeah. was a draw. My favourite one was was it Manuel da, da Silva or what was his name? Da Costa. That, da Costa. Da Costa, and he scored that header. We equalised in the last. It was under Zola, wasn't it? No, wasn't up, that? Wasn't that it? We didn't end up equalising that. I really what, enjoyed that. What game. was the bullet header? Who was what was his? Oh, was it was it Faubert? Was that one Faubert? Faubert? That was near the end of the season. Yeah. Faubert's mental cross from the halfway line, and it was Mido. Um, Oh, Elan. Maybe it was Elan. Because that felt like a win. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember where I was when that game yeah, I was. I was, I was, I was in a pub like, on my own. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was around the corner from here. Such an amazing cross from Phobia yeah, that yeah. was as well. And it was a bullet. Yeah, it was Elan, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He that, still I saw him on Twitter the other day looking out for us. Like Phobia, yeah. Interesting tweet actually. Yeah, Phobia was like my I won and my team won as well. West Ham. I mean less great memories for Alunga, but he was didn't he say like love to miss the stadium and I missed that shirt? and I yeah. miss those fans like alright we should have played like that in the final season <laughs> if you just g- having one good season and not bothering yeah. if you give a shit why didn't you give a shit then like- <laughs> see Bish is right it's yeah. a good stadium good fans yeah you know, they do love it yeah true they go to some other no mark team and they don't like yeah. it as much wow yeah um okay that sounds like a, a good opportunity to wrap and what's your up. prediction well I, I, I jokingly a few weeks ago predicted that we'd lose and, we, uh, and then we ended up winning and so we've won four in a row now, so I've been continually predicting losses, yep. which have turned into wins. So, of course, I'm going to go Everton 2 0. <laughs> and if it is actually 2 0, then I'll remind all your sycophants that I'm actually better <laughs> at predicting results than you are. Um, yes, I am. Um, well, this good run can't carry on, can it? I mean, it's not going to go Have, have they got anyone who hasn't scored for a while? Uh, yeah. Lukaku's been Osman. out, you know, like you say. Duncan Ferguson. Well, Leighton Baines probably scored another hat trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, kicks. another, another Leighton Baines yeah. double free kick. Yeah, for God's sake. I don't think he has scored since. Really? No. Well, He's G1 then And who better than us To come uh, In anyone with. who scored One of those uh, You know we went through That run with UC Everyone Where we were conceding A free kick yeah, yeah I don't think any of them Have scored <laughs> since I mean Jermaine Pennant Got like released Didn't he After that <laughs> After he scored that Is he not so good I, I think he's still not got that was, I tell you that was A miserable match <laughs> <laughs> That was You always forget about that Thinking It's back. between that And Palace For the, my worst games Of the year yeah. the season Um all right, cool. Let's wrap it up. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a me. pleasure to have your informed insight. How can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, my Twitter handle is SBO1. SBO1. Uh, that's my KUMB handle as well. Yeah, Without okay. the one, I think. And um, you've you got a lot of West Ham content in between computer and video games, don't you? It's like... Yeah, it's a mix yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyone who follows both. me for video games yeah. on Twitter is probably really disappointed <laughs> really there's a lot of um, West Ham stuff in between the cock shots <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of cock shots uh, James is on long as one yeah thanks very much get involved <laughs> get stuck in plenty of gold on there um, <laughs> any lizard bants this week or is we kind of we kind of phasing that out now that banter no I think that the main lizard action is uh, I think Darren Williamson I think he always tweets a lizard shot yeah <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I really Which enjoy. I, it. I really enjoy it when he does. I know. It makes your day. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Uh, excellent. So you can follow the. You can follow Graham on Twitter at kumbdotcom. You can follow myself, Chris, on CJ Skull Skull with a C. You can go on the Nasal Mother Brown Facebook group. Also go on the forum. Subscribe and review on iTunes, and you can email the show at podcast at kumb.com and that's all the different ways you can get in touch with the show uh, thanks very much for joining us let's hope for three points against Everton five in a row come on you eyes come on you eyes <laughs>